This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. Okay, so the bears are roaring again, and that means that stocks are going to get cheaper if we have a sell-off here or some kind of correction. So, but where can you hide out during these kind of volatile times? There wasn't hardly anywhere to hide out last November and December, though, if you remember. Um, Pretty much everything just kind of got sold off then. I'm not sure if we're going to have the same kind of correction thing here. We will see. But um, it's always a good time to be looking around for places to hide out, especially in the value category. So I started thinking about it, you know, is there anywhere to hide out? And then someone on my Twitter feed actually posted a chart from one of the companies that I'm discussing today saying, oh, look at this boring stock. It must be awful to be in it because it's a really nice chart. And it's also one I've covered recently here at Zach's on the top stock picks of the week as well. So I already knew that it was, you know, had had a very good chart outlook, but got me thinking more about just that industry. So that industry is insurance. That's what I mean about it being kind of boring, right? That's what we all think about when we think about insurance. But um, it's clearly, you know, in like a separate category. And that's why most investors kind of just dismiss most of the insurers. It's obviously not Tesla, right? We we aren't waiting to see what the CEO is tweeting out about, you know, the Met Gala or whatever else is going on. And yet insurance has been around for literally hundreds of years. And it's some of the oldest companies that are still incorporated and still active are the insurance companies because can't escape insurance really, right? So one of my favorites is Lloyd's of London. They uh, have specialized in in a lot of like the trade and maritime insurance over the years. And they were founded in a coffee shop in London in 1688. So it's over 330 years in business now. One of their famous insurers is on the Titanic. They insured it it, the actual ship for a million pounds back in the day. So they did have to pay up, unfortunate for them on that one. But they've also insured a lot of other ships and aircraft over the years. And occasionally you you hear a story about someone making a claim like they find an old ship that has sunk, you know, in the Caribbean or off the coast of Florida or somewhere. And they are like, make a claim on it and on like the treasure there and all this crazy stuff. So um, yeah, Lloyd's of London is really interesting and it's been around for forever. And these insurance companies, let's be honest, they're insuring in good times and bad. doesn't matter if it's depressions going on, recessions, people still want insurance to protect themselves and their businesses. But what kind of insurance should you be looking into there are pretty many different little subcategories of the insurance area. Um, think about, you know, since Obamacare is passed in 2010, the health insurers, and we put that in a category here at Zach's under accident and health. It's insurance slash accident and health. But that's the health insurers, the HMOs. They um, have been on fire since 2010. But now the Medicare for All scares has spooked some investors And some of those stocks are pulling back a bit here. And for the first time that I can remember in in numerous years, 
they have a little bit of more uncertainty in them. So I'm going to kind of avoid the health insurers here for that reason, because if I want to hide out in something, I really don't want to hide out in something that people are worried about basically. And they are worried about Medicare for all. So, and that's upcoming elections. It's going to be an issue. So I'm just going to skip the health insurers for this podcast. So, but I can also screen for what the other types of insurers on Zax.com. And since I like Lloyd so much, I did think, eh, let's look at the property and casualty insurers. And that's also one of the ones that was mentioned on that Twitter post about having the great chart was one of the property and casualties. So it is one of the subgroup on the insurance industries on Zax.com. So we have accident and health, which I'm ignoring. There's a brokerage one. There's life insurance, because we can't forget about that one. There's one called multi-line, and then there's the property and casualty. So I focused in a screen here on the property and casualty insurers. Then I also added a PE under 15 to try to capture value. And I added the Zach's rank of one or two to find rising earning estimates. And I got, when I plugged all that in, it's pretty basic screen there, obviously, but I plugged it in and I got 10 stocks. So that's not too bad. Most of them were not names that I recognized, just like out the gate of the property insurers. So I took a look at some of them and then I, I kind of went beyond the screen because I do have some favorites in this category that were not on the list of 10. And I was like, meh, I'm going to go beyond it. So um, one or two of them were a number three, I think it was. So they weren't in the screen. And then one of them was slightly above 15 in the PE, but I'm including it here because I do like it. And I still consider it to be pretty cheap, even though it's just above 15. So this is kind of an interesting mix. And some of them were in the 10 that were in the screen were on the smaller side. And I'm trying to pick a little bit larger here, just given the market conditions. I feel like the big caps, while they can be volatile too, as we saw in December of last year when a lot of those big caps pulled back, um, it just gives you a little bit, maybe a little more stability and we are more likely to get a dividend with those two, not exclusively with the large caps, but at least a dividend should be in play. So that's kind of where I went here. So let's take a look at the five stocks, these five insurers that I pulled out here, because some of them are kind of interesting, um, even though we all think, oh, it's boring. Okay. So the first one is Arch Capital Group, that's ticker ACGL. So they're in Bermuda. A lot of insurers you will see are headquartered in Bermuda. They are specialty insurance and reinsurance. They're pretty big cap. 13.6 billion is their market cap. Now, this is one of the rare ones that does not pay a dividend. So that could come to, into play. Kind of like to get a dividend with some of these um, kind of the, these type of company. So that's a little disappointing, but PE is 12.9 and the growth projections look real nice. So 2019 earnings growth of 19.5%, 2020 another 8.3% and year to date, this has been one of the hotter ones, up 27% year to date. The S&P is up about 11% now. So well, easily outperforming. So apparently we're not the only ones who might might try to hide out in some of the property um, insurers. Five years return, um, this one's up 76% versus 43% for the S&P 500. Actually, I think it's 40 
40% for the S&P 500, but it's beating it over those five-year time period. But again, no dividends, so you're not really getting the compounding there with the dividend on this one. But everything else is looking pretty good on just a cursory glancing at the fundamentals of the earnings growth, the PE, and um, that kind of thing. So you're really going to want to dig down a little bit more into what is going on at Arch and what their exposure could be. Um, they're in their lines of insurance. You should always be doing that with any company you invest in. Okay, so the next stock is one that many of you will probably recognize, CNA Financial Corp. Their ticker is CNA. They're headquartered here in Chicago, actually. They have a market cap of $12.2 billion. So they're also pretty big. Their dividend is yielding 3%. So that's pretty nice for the dividend yield. But year to date, these shares are up just 1.9%. So that's well underperforming the S&P, which is up 11. And then five years, they're up only 20% versus the 40% for the S&P. So they have trailed. They're the eighth largest commercial insurer in the US now, it says on their site. They have a PE of 11. So they're pretty cheap here. And then taking a look at the earnings, earnings growth in 2019 is supposed to be up 32%. So that's pretty nice. But then a little bit of a decline in 2020 of 1.2%. So it has a little bit of the value trap kind of uh, outlook there. So I'd be a little cautious on this one. Um, but this one was on the original screen of uh, the 10 stocks. So it's got the Zach's rank of one or two here. And um, it's on the cheaper side, so that PE of 11. But I didn't screen for the value trap issue, but this has a little bit of it in this one. Okay, and then um, turning to the third stock. Now, this one is outside of the screen. The next three are all outside the screen. So I, I um, jumped out, and this one is a number three, which is why it did not make it into the screen. So Allstate, we all know their commercials. Gotta, we love them. We love their commercials. The ticker is ALL. They are cheap too. So if without that number three, they would have fit in the screen. So PE of just 10.5. So that's pretty low compared to some of the other ones. Market cap is 31 billion. So this is on the big, big side. They do pay dividend yielding 2.1%. So that's not too shabby. Earnings growth looks real nice here too. 2019, 11.4%. 2020, 10.3%. And then you can see where it's um, paying off in the shares. So year to date, they're up 16.2. So that is beating the S&P 500, which is up just 11, as I keep saying, but it is. And then uh, five years, 67.7% versus that 40%. So that's looking pretty nice. So Allstate has been real nice performer here and it's still cheap. So that's one to keep on your list. And now switching to another one of its competitors, Progressive, ticker PGR. Now, this is the one that I saw the chart on on Twitter because it has been, over the last five years, the best performer out of these big cap uh, property and casualty insurers. This didn't make the screen because while it is a Zach's rank number two, it's just a little bit over that 15 times. So this is the one just slightly more expensive. It's at 15.3 times now. But um, it's got great fundamentals. Otherwise, just like Allstate, 2019 earnings growth of 17.6%. 2020 is supposed to be up 76 
And um, this is also a big cap, market cap, 46 billion. It does pay a dividend, but it's just 0.5%. So um, quite a bit under what Allstate is paying there at 2.1. But year to date, the shares are up 31%. So it's been one of the hot ones. And then five years, this is where that chart looks so good, up 143% over the five-year time period. Most of it in the last like two and a half to three years though. And then that's versus the S&P 500 at 40%. So if you'd been patient over the last five years with Progressive and held on to those shares, you would have be having a nice payoff here. But you're also still getting the nice payoff if you had bought last year with that 31% jump here year to date. So Progressive PGR. And then switching to our fifth stock. And this is the one that's kind of overlooked, I feel, even though it's in the Dow. So Travelers, ticker TRV, this is the one with the red umbrella. That's their logo. They have a PE of 13.1. So why didn't they make the screen? They have a rank of three, just like all states. So the three rank kept them out of my screen. But uh, market cap of $38 billion, so big cap here too. And they do pay the dividend also at 2.1%, just like Allstate. But taking a look at earnings growth, so this year, earnings expected to be up 24%, 2020 another 6%. So that's pretty solid for these big insurance companies. Uh, year to date, shares are up 20.5% versus the S&P, again, at 11. So it is outperforming. Over the five-year, though, you get a little bit less outperformance. So they're up 45% over the last five years. And um, that's versus S&P just at 40. So just slight outperformance over the last five years. But you almost could have just bought the S&P and done the same thing with travelers. So some of my advice on some of these insurers are while all of these are fairly cheap with maybe the exception of progressive, which is a little bit pricier now. So you're paying you're paying for its greatness, let's put it that way, of um, it being in favor and having that momentum. Um, so that one's a little bit pricier. So most of these others look fairly cheap, but you're really not going to see as big of earnings growth as you would in a lot of other industries, obviously. So the key with the insurers is really to get them as cheap as you can. And so if they sell off again, if they pull back here, as many of them did in December of 2018, that was a buying opportunity in a lot of these names. And that's why we also see the big rebound in the year to date uh, for most of these. The only one that hasn't really rebound is CNA. So I don't know what's going on there because I just looked at the basic fundamentals with these. I didn't go look to see what the analysts were saying about CNA, but it is the cheapest by, no, it's not quite the cheapest, is it? Um, no, not quite, but um, it's trading at 11 times. I thought this was the one that was at eight. There's some on that screen that I ran that did have PEs under 10 that were like eight. There was one that was three with a P of three, <laughs> but I wasn't going there on that one, even though it did have the good Zach's rank. Um, but some of these are cheap for a reason, as we all know. And so you got to dig deep. You got to look into them a little bit more to find out what's going on. Because after all, you're owning these companies. You are a shareholder. We're not really trading these. I don't know many people that trade the property insurers. 
I'm sure there's someone out there. Someone will tweet at me that they trade it. I don't know who. But most of us are owning these for the longer term hold. And so you better know what you own, right? Um, that's that's good advice for any any area, not just the insurers. So let's recap those tickers again in case you're interested in going out there and finding out more information about what these companies do and what is happening with them. So we had Arch, uh, Arch, what's the full name here? Oh, I got to get it. Arch Capital Group, ACGL. We had CNA, which is just CNA, Allstate, Z-Z-A-L-L, Progressive, also has the good commercials, PGR, clearly I'm swayed by the commercials, but Aren't we all? Yes, we are. And then Travelers is TRV. And as always, I'm going to be looking for those value stocks, especially as we're getting some stock weakness here. So I'm going to be tracking, uh, you know, where the best bargains are going to be over the summer if we get this bigger pullback, because uh, value could get kind of interesting here. And uh, I am as I said, going to be giving you the cheat sheet on the intelligent investor this summer. So get ready, get ready for that because I'm going to be bringing you that too. So you don't want to miss any of our episodes. Be sure to subscribe. You can get us on Spotify now. And thanks to everyone for getting us on Spotify because we're actually pretty popular over there now with this podcast. So I'm glad to see that. I'm glad everybody's enjoying it on Spotify. You can also get it on Apple Podcast as a standalone show. We're just under the value investor on um, Apple Podcast, and then you can get us on SoundCloud. But you got to search for us under the Zach's Market Edge over there. But you'll get two shows for one. I do two shows a week under Zach's Market Edge and the Value Investor every week. So if you want to get both, subscribe on SoundCloud. But either way, get us somewhere, and I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.